Welcome everybody to another episode of the Kickstarter Podcast. It is a very special episode. We have John Avinia returning once again. Welcome back. That, that, that means we Thank didn't annoy him the first time. You know, like we made a good impression. <laughs> like he was like, you know what? These guys aren't completely stupid. So yeah, yay for us, right? <laughs> and we have every single time he's always hated. Now, now you're the Pirate King? Of course. How could you not be the Pirate King? <laughs> have you not been? You haven't been keeping up with One Piece. I, I don't keep I up with it. One Piece, bro. Like it's, <laughs> it is too long. Like I am on episode seven. I'm trying to like burn through it. Like I'll have it on, but there's so much of it that like I walk away and I come back. I'm like, what did I miss? All right, I'm still on episode seven. I'm, I'm <laughs> Speak, but they have this site called One Pace. Which cuts out a lot of oh, the the filler extra. Yeah, it's not just it, fillers. It, it's not fillers. It's the extra. It's like the the long intro, like the, the charge ups and all of that stuff. It'll the cut long, out all of that. like I need oh, that. <laughs> the next episode is gonna be about this. It's like if you cut off you all that. Well, yeah, the hats. Oh, that's cool. Yes. <laughs> and and as you can see, Ernest is super excited about the Netflix series mm-hmm. coming out. The One Piece Netflix series, right? I am. Yes, I am both excited and worried because I haven't gotten my hopes up about something in a long time. And as a lot of our listeners know, Miguel knows, I am the type of guy that I shoot, always come in with low expectations. So nothing can, like, I can't get disappointed. But I am such a huge one. I can't, like, my expectations up here, like, you have to meet (laughs) me up here. And if it if it falls even this short, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hurt. I mean, I'm a big Cowboy Bebop fan, and that hurt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm there with you, dude. I'm Cowboy Bebop is like top two, top three anime for me of all time. And if you if you do not watch the anime, the show is good, right? If you've never seen it, right? If you watch the anime. The first two episodes, you're like, okay, that's cool. They make a little bit of an homage or whatever. After that, you're like, uh, okay, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's still fun. <laughs> but it's not the same at all. No. Uh, it's not. I mean, it's sometimes it's really hard to get from original uh, content to new, new, new format and for it to be good. Uh, it is a little difficult. I mean, there's some that pulled it up, and that is very rare, right? Very rare. Did you guys watch Death Note? <coughs> I oh. and I liked it. He the, liked the, it. The Netflix one? The Netflix yeah, version. It. I actually like because I feel like while the animation and the way that it was designed was very grade D, grade F movie, they stuck, they were very true to what Death Note was. They 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 stuck true to it to the as far as they could in making it a live action. They stuck to the concept. There's Did you ever watch the original live action movie? The the Japanese one? Yeah. I did yeah. not. I don't that think that was, was amazing because like they didn't care if the like demon looked cartoony in the back flying there. Like they just took the design, threw them in, and then just made like almost like a shot for shot. Yeah. But that one, I was like, all right. So I was excited for this, like for the Netflix one. I was like, all right, it'll be an adaptation. We might get some like twists I wasn't expecting. And every once in a while, I was like, stop twisting it. Like, yeah. <laughs> we've twisted enough. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Because uh, I've seen a few of them. I've seen, I've seen uh, Death Note. I've seen um, the Attack on Titans, the, the live action one's kind of, it 
sucked. Um, I seen uh, Full Metal Alchemist. It was okay. It was okay. okay. It was okay. Um, um, it was a lot left to be desired. <laughs> I, I mean, they they came out with what two, three of them. Yeah. yeah. So, and then we just talked about. I know we talked about Zom last week, but it's still again Zom one hundred. Zom one hundred. Uh, bucket list of the dead. It is a great anime and a, a manga. It's really wonderful. However, this live action is just falling short. Everything that they've accomplished and the, the drive that they were doing in the anime has all fell flat in this live action. Like the color scheme and how they were bringing about these concepts and what they were doing, their point of perspective, it all, it's nothing like the live action and it hurts. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it was, it's tough. Yeah, it, it's tough because the anime is so good, and it's it's just out right. Like it just came out. It's it's still coming out. It's not even the first season yet, and they decided, hey, we're gonna make a live action movie on Netflix. And it's like, crap, yeah, so well, that was really fast. <laughs> right? I said the same thing. I'm like, it's like five episodes, five or six episodes in, and we're already have a live action. And yeah, then I was like, that's fast. With that, I'm like. <laughs> What is going on? Like, okay, so you're telling me you're gonna you're gonna do more of the anime than the anime is out. So you're gonna tell us all this stuff that's already happened if we watch this. But then again, it's all twists. Like it has major concepts. Like, okay, he meets his best friend in a sex hotel, but how he gets to his best friend in that sex hotel and rescue him is completely different from the anime and the manga. <laughs> But it's like that key point of him getting him out of that sexual sale was one of the key points. I'm like, no, I don't like this. And it happened <laughs> so so much sooner than it would or it was supposed to in the storyline that we know. Yeah, I mean, they changed a few things. So even though the character, right, from being a, a rugby player to a American football player. Yeah, like, like what? <laughs> but I, I, you I'm going to say audience. something. All right, I was going to be like, I didn't even know that American football was big in Japan. For it I to be like, oh, you know, I was a big American football player. Like, I didn't know it was big over there, right? <laughs> right? Like, oh, what? <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I never been there. I would love to go there one day. Um, saving no, up my money to make go. It. We're gonna make it there. But uh, it's gonna be geek maybe, studios maybe, maybe, in know. Japan. Going broke. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Just stacks of Gundams behind you guys, ready to go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, ironically enough, I, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Dollar Tree, they have yes. the smaller Gundam figures. And Dollar they have Tree two, right? Coming up. They have uh, they have the Gundam and they have the Char, uh, uh, what's it called? Gundam, right? And it's a two-piece. Like, it's just, like, it comes off and there's a little light. You could turn it on and put the, put the piece back on. And for a dollar twenty-five, it's, you know, it's really good. I was like, oh, I had to go. I went to four Dollar Trees because I could not find it. I found, I finally found two of the same one, and of course my kids like, oh, I'm keeping one of them. So, yeah. <laughs> so I technically only found one now. I gotta get one. Uh, they're they're for again a dollar twenty five. They're cool, and yeah. I know they have. I've been curious, and I I bought the comic, but I have not read it. But Dollar Tree has their own line of toys, right? It's called Final Final Fate, Final Something. Uh, and they have they, they even came up with their own comic 
for the toys. Um, and again, it's a dollar twenty-five for the comic, yeah. so not expecting much. But it it's interesting, right? It's interesting that they're. I guess they're trying. Yeah. How do I get a job writing for them? I'll do it. Okay, <laughs> see, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So uh, before we started on the podcast, uh, me and John were talking a little bit, and um, we were talking about like, oh, like what kind of video games does he play? He he told me that he's a uh, a platinum in uh, Overwatch two. No way. It's really easy to get to. I don't know why he has a shot. In what role? <laughs> uh, he said it was support, and he is uh, gold, gold five in um, so he in, in DPS. He's uh, platinum, and in uh, what's it called? That's a support. Tank. No, like he says, oh, he's, he doesn't really play much of a tank, but support that he's like uh, he he's gold, but he, uh, like he went down. So he's he's like oh that he has to go back up, and outside I'm like oh Ernest says that he's like he's been having so much trouble he rage quits turns off the system almost un- uninstalls it every single time that uh I was stuck in bronze as a DPS for so long I finally made it to silver and I've literally I I screenshot I've recorded and showed Miguel every time I get my five wins I do not go up levels anymore. I just fought the Silver Five still, Silver Five for like the last four or five um, breakups or promotions. I'm like, what? What am I doing wrong? I'm I'm getting as little. I'll have three losses, two losses, or one, and I'm still not moving up at all. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> John will show you one day. It's all right. Yeah. We're switching over to Boulder's Gate. I don't care. Oh, Boulder's Gate. Yeah. Like, are you guys heavy, doing that on PlayStation or are you doing that on PC? Uh, so I actually have it on both. I haven't okay. downloaded. Wait, it on PC wait. Yet. I didn't no. tell you. I didn't no. tell you. All right. So I, all right. So he I got didn't... it. On, he got it on, on PS5. Now PS5 doesn't come out to September, right? Yeah. So yeah. I was like, damn, I kind of want to get it on PC because I, I could play it before that. But Ernest was like, no, I got a PS5. You gotta get it in PS5. I was like, all right, cool. Um, and from there, like, uh, what's it called? Uh. Like one of the other guys that I play with, he's like, Oh, like him and all his friends there, like they all got on P- uh, PC. They're like, Oh, when are you and your friend gonna get it on uh, PC? And I was like, Well, we're, we're gonna get it on PS5. Now I found out, Oh, guess what? Yeah, I also got this it is live PC. reaction. He did not know I just got it. <laughs> I literally got it like maybe a week ago on PC. And what I found out is I can't download it because it's a hundred and something gigabytes of RAM. I don't have that. I click. I have like a hundred gigabytes. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know what else I can delete. I would literally have to delete ninety percent of everything. Like I've deleted every file, every video, everything unnecessarily. I deleted League of Legends just so I can re-download this, and I still don't have enough room to download this game. I These am games pissed. are like bigger than the files that they used to send like the first yes. spaceship to the moon. I was like, they're just their own systems now. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's every time I like hop on to play a game now too. I know it's like a meme thing, but like I turn on my system, I pop in a game. I was like, today's day I'm gonna play. It's like, all right, well you gotta do the software update. Yeah, the gigs. I was like, why? (laughs) What did you? It's a whole new game that you just uploaded. Yes, I honestly I stopped downloading Call of Duty just because of that. Every time it was an update, that's an entire sixty get another sixty gigs. Another 120 gigs of memory. I'm like, for what? 
I'm not even getting that. Like, it's not even worth it. I'm not playing a campaign. Nobody ever plays a campaign. I wasn't no. playing zombies at the point. I'm like, what is it? I'm just playing multiplayer. I don't need all of this. Whatever. <laughs> Which I think the new zombie game or the new Call of Duty zombie game is going to be in Chicago. Is it? Yeah. I was seeing that. I was seeing that. Um, I guess they came out with with uh, some of the teaser trailers, and it's going to be in, in Chicago. So now I'm interested, but you know, I did just get. I I was saying I was saying John, like I did pre order the Spider Man PS Five. Maybe that PS Five would just be for Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, that way, <laughs> that way I could play it and nothing else, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, like Boulder's Gate looks pretty interesting um very fun it looks very fun uh and then it's it's you know it's a lot of uh it, it's very dungeon dragons kind of game yeah you roll dice so, in it and yeah. stuff so, yes. yeah i'm very excited about it that'll be good yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh well, let's see i so i know we were also talking about um like you're gonna be in, in a few cons, and and I know you were in um, uh, you you've been in a few cons, and you're gonna be in a few cons in the future. I know you're, you're going to G-Con, which G-Con. is pretty cool. Like I'm yeah. not gonna lie, like I I I've gone to conventions, and they always have the little flyers, right? G-Con, right, right there. And I was like, oh, even the name sounds cool, right? <laughs> um, and from there, people are like, oh, you should go. But I was like, oh, at the time, I just never had it. Never. Uh, correlated where like i was free to go that day like because i know i was supposed to go see uh you and rafi at uh what was that one convention you guys were in fan expo yeah fan expo and And if i wasn't out of town i'd been there i actually went last year to their love fan expo fan expo was always fun it was it was my first four-day convention too so like thursday was all set up and like people would come just kind of look so like minimum sales, but I kind of figured that was like normal. Friday was busy as hell. Like people just running up, asking me questions, taking stuff and running. I was like, all right, like this is cool. Saturday was dead because it was all people getting signatures on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like I just walked the show floor for a little bit and like my Vena Comics t-shirt and like just started talking to people at their booth. Like, what are you doing? What's like what's your thing? Like minimum sales, and then like Sunday I went in and I was just like done. I was like, I don't care anymore, man. Like I'm <laughs> I'm over it. And I'm like standing at my table, and like my wife takes my son to go do a lap. They're gonna go get me coffee. The moment she leaves, like every person I just say hi to stops and they're like, Oh, what's this? What's that? What's this? And I was like, Oh, oh shit, now I'm busy. I was like, All right, cool. <laughs> like going to like sale mode talking to everybody, and then like she comes back and she's like, How was it? And I'm like sweating. I was like, just don't move for five minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Since> she left. <laughs> but like Sunday turned it all around and I was like, all right, now I kind of know, like, even if Saturdays are kind of a bust, even though it was busy at the show, people mm-hmm. are just getting autographs. And then on Sunday, they want to spend their money. Right. That's yeah. definitely. And see, one of the major things I learned about this, though, is that in the vendor hall, well, I've never been a vendor in the vendor hall. That first Friday, it's like first come, first grab. So a lot of people, everybody's off work. In fact, they got the time. It's That is your big money haul. And then, again, like you said, Sunday, because it's like, all right, it's the last day. And there was a few things I've been scoping out. And if they yeah. haven't sold it yet, now it's time to go scoop everything up. Because now they're trying to, oh, we're trying to move to the next thing. So they're trying to either let it out for cheap 
uh, yeah. trying to get like, hey, let's reduce some of this packaging, or if ain't nobody else bought it, because I yeah. still I hurt myself. It was this one Luffy statue that I seen, <laughs> and I was like, I seen it Friday. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna come back for that. I'm gonna come back. I did. I should have talked to the vendor because I did. What I did know is he only had two of them, uh. and he um, he said they sold out immediately. I'm like. But I came back Sunday. I'm like, I seen them. And I'm like, look, you had these. He's like, yeah, they, I sold them already. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, no, you're supposed <laughs> to save them. Like, no, save them for what? Them? <laughs> I highly thought they're going to be like, you know what? Let's save one because there's going to be one person asking for them later. I had, there was a guy that came up to me on Friday and he's like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to buy them. And I was like, yeah, dude. Sure. Like, whatever. And he like walked away. And I was like, didn't expect to see him. And then Sunday, like second guy is him. He's like, you remember me from Friday? I was like, yeah, kind of. And he's like, well, I'm here now to buy it. And I was like, oh, I was like, all right. So like I'm there and I'm signing it or whatever. And he's like, when can I pick up the next ones? And I was like, in like three months, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, we are committed when we say we're going to be back. Well, I'm not gonna say this for everybody, but I'm, when I'm telling you, I'm gonna come back. I'm coming back for this. <laughs> I, I get peer pressure to come back. Like it, yeah. so, it, it happened one time at a convention. Um, like we we were walking, like um, I, it was like four of us that went right, and we had a booth, and the booth was just talking about the podcast. Um, it was in Joliet, and from there we were taking turns. You know, like two people would go interview. Then afterwards, like they would go interview different people. And then from there, like the next two people would go. So I was walking the floor, and there was this Stranger Things uh, shadow box, right? And it was pretty cool. Like it was right, right when Stranger Things first started. And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." He's like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, oh, "How much is it?" And I think it was like ninety bucks. I was, I was like, "Oh, it's a little steep, right?" So I was like, "Oh, that's cool." He's like, "Oh, like, are you interested?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm not sure. I'm like, I might come back for it." And but I just said it to like, oh, "Okay, I might come back," you know. That's that's your escape. That's the, right. That's so that was else. my escape. <laughs> uh, my like one of the guys uh comes back to me like uh Mike um uh, what's he comes back he's like hey uh are you gonna buy the 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 the, the shadow box I was like uh, I don't think so he's like well you might have to now I'm like why people went up to him they're like hey uh can I see this and he's like oh it's already sold the podcast guy is gonna buy it I was like. Uh. <laughs> I was like, I never said yes. Yeah. But I guess I never said no. Which so. is a bad habit of yours. Which is a bad habit. That's how uh what was it in Indiana? Like I, I got I almost got stuck buying the uh the, the Nintendo Godzilla? system. Oh no, no. was the, was it the Nintendo? Yeah, because it was we the went... Nintendo with the power glove and everything, <laughs> but it, but it was like 350 or something like that. I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> But yeah, that, that that's a habit of mine. I I'm very easy. Like if I like something, I jump on it, right? If I like something that like, oh, it's this price, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be back, you know. But <laughs> but you could I, I do it in a way you could tell I'm not gonna buy it. But I guess people are like, oh, he's definitely gonna buy it. I was like, oh crap. <laughs> I kept telling my wife, I was like, if I see the Ninja Turtle 2 pack where it's a uh, shredder and splinter, but in their human forms. So it's like oh. Yoshi, like they had that. And I told her I missed it at Target because I put it down. And I was like, if it's here the next time I come, I'm buying it. I went back. It wasn't there. I was like, well, it wasn't meant to be. If I see it at a convention, I'm buying it for sure. I went and the guy's like, yeah, it's 150. And I was like, oh. I was like, yeah. I know I said I'd buy it, but I got no shelf space. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's also yeah. happened to me. It's like I wanted to buy something, but when they hit me with the price, I'm like, I know where you get this stuff from. I can just go yeah. get it. I'll, I'll just order it, and it'll take a month or two. But you know, sometimes. it'll be way cheaper. Yeah, like sometimes you could <laughs> sometimes you could find it from the vendors. Uh, sometimes it's like they're out, like you know, it's a limited edition. So those limited editions, they really check up those prices. Yeah, and I've been. A victim of that in a few times so uh but yeah uh I, again <laughs> I a, if you if you like something fuck it yeah i had to sell a large portion of like my comic book collection to like make the comics and then uh-huh. the guy that bought them from me was there so i'm walking by and i see my galactus on the wall and it, he's like selling for like 1200 which wasn't what Ooh. he paid me for it and i was just like motherfucker. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> But then, like, I'm looking and I'm seeing like a lot of my books up there, and I was like, "All right, if I win like an Eisner and someone buys a comic and makes it a movie, I'm coming back and I'm buying it from the guy next to you." Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "That'll be it." I was like, "All right." (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, But yeah, like, so I know that you were there. Um, You know, Rafi was there too. Like, he's also a good friend of ours. Uh. I'm not sure if you'll hear this, but like cool ass guy, yeah. really loves to talk though. <laughs> Amazing guy though, like he's a storyteller. He he is, is a he is a crazy. He's a <laughs> his stories are like almost M. Shamalot movies where you don't know where they're gonna go. Right? Uh, I I know we had him in a, we had him in the podcast, and first time we met him, first time we met him, uh, there was another guy that was in the podcast, uh, like what's it called that was with us and we're like hey you know it was his first time opening and interviewing somebody we're like we're gonna let you lead um <laughs> he's like cool and we're like you know what you could lead with uh with uh rafi right we should not have done that because rafi had a field day with him right like it yeah. was it was a it was amazing uh, it was a two-hour episode and I think we we had to cut it. We had to cut it because we're like, all right, you know, we're going on two hours. Let's <laughs> cut the episode. And which, by the way, he did hit me up saying he has to do the other part of the episode. So there might be another two hour episode coming soon. Um, but yeah, it was. He's definitely a character, man. Like, <laughs> he, he's that. really cool. When I first started doing this, my uncle put me in touch with him, and mm-hmm. he was like, like, hey, send this guy an email. He was worked on comics. He knows comics. Talk to him. So I messaged him on Facebook, like, hey, I'm John. I'm Neto's nephew or whatever. Like, this is what I'm I'm doing. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, shoot me a message to this email. And we got it. I thought I sent it. And I thought he just never responded. So I was like, okay. like Because that happens. I was like, it's fine. So I went on, started doing it. Now I got all the comics. And he runs into me at a convention. And he looks at my sign. And he walks away mad. And I was like, okay. And then, like, a little while later, I see him with his phone taking a picture. And he walks away. And I was like all right like maybe he liked my sign or something he, <laughs> he comes back later and he was like you're neto's nephew and i was like yeah man like it says avena like <laughs> that's, that's me and he was like yeah he was like you never emailed me back and i was like oh i was like i thought i sent you that initial like onboarding email he's like nothing so i like went in and it's under my uh, Outbox. uh what is it yeah oh draft? floating yeah in my draft yeah. Never oh. sent, and I was like, oh. so I started apologizing. He's like, Well, you didn't need me, did you? And like, pointing to the comics, 
And I was like, well, I'm still here trying to sell them. So yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, any advice you have? And then he looked at all the books. He's like, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, like a year. And he's like, you did all this? He's like, you're doing too much. And I was like, that's the advice I needed six months ago. I was like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> but he's like the nicest guy. Like he would come by the booth and just check on me and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like standing there stressing. He's like, you can breathe. Like you can relax. And I was like, I can't. I don't know how. Yeah, <laughs> he he is super nice. Uh, and I I'll let Ernest. I guess that's the time. To you, time like, how so it, he pissed him off, and it's hilarious because all right, so we've never had a guest. Pretty much like, hey, you know what? Curse somebody out. So it was amazing, right? I was like blown so away. Fr- so freely himself. Um, he's very himself. He was very calm, relaxed. He was with the shits he was like i'm here for it whatever so we're talking and we get into he's getting good into the story and i'm just sitting here in awe and i have to stop i'm like you know ralphie i know you probably get this a lot but does anybody ever tell you how close to robert downey jr you look and he goes you motherfucker (laughs) like i've never heard that before (laughs) (laughs) it's because he's like oh he's like oh well i want to say uh ernest first of all Fuck you. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then he explained why. Like there was a whole story of somebody pointing 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 it uh him out, like a, a girl pointed out to her boyfriend, like, hey, look, the guy looks like Robert Downey Jr. He looks like Iron Man. And the guy was like, Oh, he looks like a cheap generic version, like a great value <laughs> version of, of uh, Tony Stark. So because of that, like he's he's every time you point that out, he's like, Oh, that's the first thing my head goes to. So, which again, it was hilarious, right? Because it was out of out of the blue and everything. But yeah, like Rafi is, he, he's amazing. It's all like, love, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like, good book too. Like uh, the Wolf Hunt. It's, yes, it's a good yeah, book too as well. yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, if you're listening, I never got my book or my shirt. I don't know if somebody stole it, but I never got it. <laughs> He's like, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> or what if he's waiting? He's waiting for you to reach out. Like, oh, do I still look like Tony Stark to you? No, yeah. he cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> he did change I follow, it. Yeah, he I follow. Yeah. Well, we follow each other on Facebook and things, and he cut it off. And I commented to him like, oh, you finally starting to get rid of your Tony Stark persona, huh? <laughs> and that guy like knows everybody like i'll, I'll find yeah, an artist yeah. that's like from chicago and i'll like click on their profile and first thing it's like people like that follow him rafi i was like yeah damn like, <laughs> everybody he's been in the game for a long time yeah that, that, that's how i felt when um all of a sudden um when when he was out there he was like oh come meet my friends and, and he's like john avinia's gonna be on this on this booth this and this i was like wait he knows John too. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and, and like he kept posting every single time, like, oh, my yeah. friend John Avin is here. Then this other person here. I was like, oh crap. And it's like a lot of the people I know that he knows them all, right? And I was like, it's crazy that he knows everybody. And like, and I did tell him, like, oh, I'm like, I'm I'm surprised you know John. He's like, Oh, I've known him for a while. He's like, I actually knew him before you did. I was like, Oh, <laughs> thank you. I was like, thank you. Thank you, Rafi. <laughs> He did read the like first version of Lockjaw, and he was like, "Yeah, this is cool." And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right, someone thinks it's cool." And then that's when he was like, "Send me an email, and we'll talk." And then I just, <laughs> I, I thought I did it. Bumbled it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it happens sometimes. Where I 
somebody would be like, oh, hey, don't forget, send me a message about this and we'll hook it up. And I'm like, all right, well, don't be desperate. Like, do it a few days later. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a week from hell. And then it's like a month later. I'm like about to fall asleep. And I was like, that email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that happens a lot. Even at work now. Like, uh, there's emails that, uh, like, I open and like I leave them, I leave them on the screen, right? And I'm like, oh, cool. I gotta, I gotta eventually get to this. Um, and then I just never do because either I turn off the computer, or since I I work from home or from what's it called the office, when I change VPNs, it automatically kick like it removes everything that's on my on my screen and stuff. So that's tragic. And then I forget to go back, right? And and sometimes I just do. I just close all tabs when I have too many open. I close everything, everything, emails, chats, oh. everything. And then I'm just like, crap, what was I supposed to do now? Hey, you know what's weird is I used to have such a pet peeve about people having thousands of tabs open. And but the longer, the longer I'm in this IT career, I find myself, I'll stop and like, why don't I have 20 tabs open? But then I'm like, oh, wait, I can't close that because I need these. Yeah. So I just, I got to yeah. move them to different windows and like instead of just having one window with a thousand tabs, I will have like four different instances of a window that's, open. Yep. I'm yeah, like, all right, I have I do. five tabs here. Like I need this, and I'll try to organize it by whatever I'm working on. So only tabs that are devoted to what I'm working on is open in that window. And then I'm like, all right, if I'm close, if I'm done with this task, I'll just close the whole window. Like, all right, we're good with that. Move on to the next size. Okay, I I, I do that now, especially with when you have multiple screens. Yeah, like every like I have everything for one <laughs> one one thing on one screen, right? Everything from another to another screen, and sometimes it's like, all right, I need to work on this and this at the same time. But then once I finish this, oh, now I work on this and this at the same time, <laughs> yeah. and then now this and this at the same time. So I used to be able to work like that, uh, like when I was doing like full time video editing, I would have like the project on one side and the files on the other, so I could like zip through, and then like my ADD kicked in. So it was like everything on one monitor and like John Oliver on the other. So I'm like watching like last week tonight and whatever and like doing that and doing this at the same time and just like editing to his voice. And then I was like, right, well, I'm just watching TV while I work. Yeah. But I, the first thing I do when I get to work now is turn on YouTube and just turn on something on there just so I can have background noise. Because if I don't have noise at all times, like I can't yeah. function. Even when I'm writing now, it's not even music. It's just like magic the gathering playthrough videos on like one side while i'm like fucking doing (laughs) (laughs) no i do that all the time like i'll just put on so what i learned is i have to put on boring stuff that i don't care about because i will catch myself just looking at it right like and today i had i actually had a call uh, which uh, this this story may or may not be true if anybody <laughs> listens to this. So I had a call with my director and my VP, and I was playing Overwatch at the same time. <laughs> so you know, like I, I'm really trying to focus. Like here's the screen, right? And I'm like looking up every once in a while, like this, and you know they're like, "Hey, Miguel, like, what do you keep?" Like, are you praying? Why do you keep looking up? I'm like, oh no, I have another monitor. I'm like, uh, in my house, I have a, I have a TV, and I have another monitor. I was like, I turn into a monitor, and from there, like, I'm kind of doing three things at the same time. They're like, oh, okay, we'll just focus on on the call. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. 
and now I'm like, how can I continue to play without them noticing, right? Because I had to share my I had to share my camera. So I did. I, I moved all the way back. I was like, you just scoop back. <laughs> but then it was just weird because they saw my whole, almost, almost my whole body, <laughs> right? And I'm just sitting there, like, and I can't have them see the control. So, like, the control had to be all the way down. So then I was really uncomfortable. So I was like, you know what? I told me, oh, like, you know, I'll be right back. Um, and let's go turn off my camera, finish the game, exit it. And I was like, all right, cool. And, like, and I went back to the meeting. But, uh, yeah, so that happens. Uh, that which... You lost earlier. When? Oh, no, no, no. This was this was before I even started playing with you. I mean, after work hours, we were, were playing. Yeah. After work hours. After Because, <laughs> you know, like during work hours, it's all buckled down, get stuff done, you know, just heave ho. Right through, right through. <laughs> piles of work that, that, that always piles of work you know got to get done organize the people getting that data set up when when the last zelda came out i brought my switch to work with me so there's just like a family crying like awake happening and then just me going like fuck <laughs> and then they like come in and i like pause it I even bought like the gray and black controllers for my Switch mm. just because, like, if I'm at awake and I put that down, I can lie about what it is. Right. <laughs> if it's like the red and blue and the red and like, blue one. Yeah. yeah. A 10 year old sees me. He's like, he's playing a Switch at my grandma's funeral. I was like, listen, yeah. <laughs> I got to get through this game. <laughs> yeah. Have you played, uh, what is it now? Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Breath of the Wild. And what's the, uh, the new Ocarina one has a different name. No, there's a new no, there's a one. newer one where you can make like bots and stuff. With yeah, them. I haven't gotten that crazy with it. I'm trying, but I still haven't gotten through it. There's there's too much. Like they're making these games too complicated. Yeah, like Ocarina of Time, really you get through game. the temples and you're done. Majora's Mask, beat the clock, you're done. I was like, all right, I got these games, and now it's just like we left the world open. You can do what you want. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> I, I have eight jobs in real life. I don't know. I have no direction. Like, help me. That is, uh, we can talk about that now, though. Like, oh, open world games, how they evolve over time. And I used to be a fan of open world. Like, I used to love the fact that I didn't have to follow the storyline. I can go do a thousand side quests and then come do the storyline when I wanted to and then be overpowered. But now, I agree. Like, open world games are so open, they never really end. And it's well, just some games, right? Because in Diablo 4, they fixed that where I, I, I did the exact same thing. I went out, a bunch of side quests, came back. I was already like level 30, and I was like, all right, now I'm going to do the story. And when I go to do the story, all, all the enemies are level 30, just like me. I was like, crap, this is the first story. Like, first story. <laughs> I was like, I like I'm supposed to be overpowered. Like, this is not fair, right? But but I, I also like that. Yeah, that I mean that that helps because I remember when like the original Pokemon stuff was out, I would oh, go instead of going yeah. straight through to like Viridian Forest, I would hang a left and then go and I can find like Mankey and Nidoran there mm -hmm. after you fight Gary. And I would just level them up. So when I got to Brock, I was done in like 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like if I didn't, if I didn't pick Squirtle or Bulbasaur and I had like Charmander or something, I was like, I'm going to be screwed because it's just like Scratch and Ember for like 50 rounds. So I picked up those guys, learned double kick. And then I, I was like cheating the game. 
so like my son oh. found my Game Boy and I grabbed it and I turned it on and I was like right at that point the last time I played it and I was like, do I do it the right way? Do I just go straight? <laughs> so I haven't made the decision yet, but the Game Boy is right here. And every time I look at it, <laughs> I was oh. just like, but I'm too blind to play it now. Like my parents would tell me when I was little, like, hey, move the screen. You're going to go blind. Now I'm yeah. looking at it and I got like all the way out here. I'm like my dad texting <laughs> trying to play this game. Yeah. But I, I think everybody did that. I think everybody, like, I know for sure I would do that. Like, I would pick Charizard, but by the time I would get to Brock, I was already, like, level 40. Because <laughs> I would spend days Grind. just, yeah, just grinding, just, like, going through going through the tall grass, just yeah. fighting everything, you know? Uh, so by the time I got there, I was like, all right, I don't care. You, yeah. think, you, think, you think you could beat me, you can. I would get to Misty, and I was like, ha. My fire Pokemon's gonna beat your ass now because he's like level <laughs> sixty, right? Like he knows fly. We yeah. got it. <laughs> <laughs> but that brings up my point. Up well, that brings up my next question, which is pay to play. As our old school gamers, where we used to have to grind for it and get it, like we spent hours on time, hours on hours and time dedicated to get these tasks and things. How do you feel? Like how do you, both of you feel about pay to play gamers? I'm not a fan. Like, I think you got to do some of the work. I get like, if you're like super casual about a game, you just want to jump on and be competitive. That helps you. But it's not as fun. Like, if I have to learn how to play the game, how to like cheat a little bit to get better at it, it's going to make you better than just like, well, I bought the upgrade. So like I maxed out on whatever I can and I'm just going to go fuck around. Yeah, I agree. yeah, like what I played WoW recently, and I was like, oh, this is harder than I remember because I'm like fucking grinding, doing everything. And everyone's like, you don't have to do that. I was like, I have to. I can't join a party till I have something to offer. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when you grind, you learn the mechanics, you learn timing, you understand functionally and dynamically how this game works. So no matter what fight or who you're going against, you know that water beats fire you know these basic skills and things that no matter what you can overcome any competition or anything versus just uh, i'm just gonna throw a bunch of money at the problem and i'll just get some high powered gear and shit it just it makes it it, skill is a real thing and i feel like it's underestimated technical skills and technical executions which is why i still enjoy rocket league because no matter how much you pay skill matters I love Rocket League. Rocket League, <laughs> Overwatch. I'm yeah. telling you, Overwatch. There's no. If you pay for it, the only thing, the only thing you could do is get the characters earlier than other people. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, like in I agree. In the battle pack, which is also that's about it. Uh, Overwatch too is a good. It just it hurts my these ranking <laughs> systems hurt my souls. Or it's it's because it's just so bad where we either get. I guess this is for everybody, but you either get a great game, great teammates, or you get into a game and your tank just sits in the and just sits and spawn. And you get somebody that just quits. Me and Miguel had one game where <laughs> literally our tank died one time. He stopped playing. Oh, our supports are DPS. I'm not playing. And he refused, like he would move out of spawn in just enough time and go back in so he didn't get kicked. So we we couldn't change and you couldn't do anything. So we're he, playing handicapped. Yeah. And uh, I told time. Ernest, I was like, you know what? 
screw it, let's focus on it. And then even at that, we were able to get to the point. We took yeah, over. And, and once he, he came out, that we didn't need him anymore. Like we literally started winning the game without a tank. He started <laughs> trying to help, and him helping caused us to lose the game. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those moments like, why? Like, <laughs> I hate rank play and I hate those games, but I also love the challenge and the technical play because when you technically outplay people, it is so great. Uh, yeah. But I also dislike somebody for always holding their oats just to get to play the game. <laughs> so I hold all, I hold my special all the way. I will not for use thirty it unless, minutes unless I can, <laughs> unless I can like get like four four or five people in a row, like three people just for playing the game. You can get and it again, sir. It's okay. I could, and sometimes <laughs> I do it. Like I do it once, and I'm like, oh crap, I only got two. Then I get my then I get my ult again. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna hold it until I need it. Right? That's my ace. And sometimes it comes in handy because that's how we win. We may win a game like that, but he gets mad because he's like, "How long did you hold it this time for?" I was like, 15 minutes." Why? In, in, so that way I know I have it right. Uh, but but when it comes to uh, spending money in games, I think if it's cosmetic, it's fine because it's just cosmetics. Uh, there's games like uh, like John was saying, for example, FIFA, like. You know, like if you play the, um, you know, like the FIFA career more or the FIFA uh, challenges and all that, like you have to spend money to buy, buy players, right? Yeah. Uh, and what's it called? So there's certain games where it's you have to spend money, but there's games where it just makes no sense. For example, like uh, let's say uh, in WoW and in, in uh, I, I think Diablo Four and all these all these kind of fantasy games where it's like, hey, like. I could buy gear. I could buy this. I don't think yeah. you should. I don't no. think you should be able to. Uh, somebody made a very good point when um, I, I watched these Australian guys that like all they all their content is just like like you know like uh, fantasy video games I kind think of I stuff. Know exactly what you're talking yeah. about the video. Game. And what's it called? They were like one of them like bought the full gear. They're like, "Oh, that's not fair. You're not grinding." The person's like, "What do you mean I'm not grinding? I work." 50 hours every two weeks. He's like, I eat, I all I eat is ramen because I want to save up my money so I could buy this, you know, this skin or so I could buy this sword. I could buy this. He's like, I'm I'm grinding in real life. And I was like, I guess, but because uh... <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those like I Technically, but at the same time, it's not the same thing, right? No, grind for something else, man. Like if you're breaking <laughs> your back in real life, yeah, get a real sword, a real plate of armor, <laughs> go to the Renaissance Fair and meet people. <laughs> exactly, change your life. All, all those LARP, uh, which yeah, LARP groups, live action I've, role I've been interested in going to a LARP. Uh, I, when we went to uh, LodgeCon, there was a LARP group, right? And they were like, hey, yeah, you know, everybody could come out and this. Uh, one of the guys we were with, he's like, oh, yeah, I want to go there because I got a lot of anger and frustrations I want to get out of me. <laughs> and they're like, that's not the place, man. No, no. <laughs> you, no. <laughs> like, you're not about to go and just whack the shit at people, right? Like, that's not yeah. the point. He's like, oh, I thought you could just, like, go in and just, like, start swinging. He's like, no, no, no. It's not like that. It's the, 
No, that's not what it is. <laughs> One of the first movies I ever wrote was called Save the Princess, and it's about uh -huh. a group of LARPers. It's like Goonies meets LARPing. So uh -huh. it's like about a group of LARPers that find a treasure map to where these bank robbers hid gold out on this field. So they're playing through the tournament trying to find where the actual buried money is from like this mm. bank heist in the 80s. So it's like this big nostalgic throwback set in like this little fantasy role playing thing or whatever. But it was a lot of fun. So I was like doing research and I got to go like see LARPers and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's like no matter how nerdy I am, I I didn't feel it. Like I was oh. they, they would throw <laughs> comments out at me. I was like, who? And then they would like tell me all about it. And I was like, my man, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, I've played Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, I'm pretty familiar. And then they'll be like, oh, the, this book came out in the 80s. I was like, you're younger than me, man. Like, buy the new ones. <laughs> Talk to me at my level. Cause like now I know how like my parents and like my wife feels when I like getting super nerdy. I was just like, oh, I'm gonna give you a wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> You hit that point, and I, I just, I have to do it. <laughs> uh, it, it happens a lot, um, you know, because, so we're all a big nerd, we're all big geeks, but uh, there's always people that out-geek or out-nerd you, right? Yeah. And there's some people that take that very seriously, where if you're like, oh, you know, like, I like Marvel movies, like, or, or like, I like Marvel comics. There's people that are like encyclopedias. They know every yeah. single thing. And they'll test you. And I'm like, I never say I'm an encyclopedia. I just say <laughs> I like the comics. I read the comics. Obviously, I don't have time to read all of them. No. And, you know, every other comic changes the, the story of the previous comics that happened yeah. years ago. So I was like, it's just too much, man. But <laughs> I went to the comic book store and I was like, all right, this is the year I get back into X-Men. Because like uh -huh. it's been a hot minute. So I went, and I was like, there's 13 teams. I was like, and, and like Nightcrawler has like an Elseworld thing where it's like Miles Morales as Nightcrawler or Nightcrawler gets yeah. like, yeah. So I was like, well, that sounds awesome. And they're like, well, that doesn't really tie in. I was like, but it's still a cool book. And then I'm looking at all the other books. I'm like, there's too many here. Yeah. I was like, like where do I, I even start? No. And like me five years ago would have been subscribed to all of them. And just, I could have told everybody like, well, this is this and this is that. And now I'm looking at it. I was like, mm -mm. I was like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm getting this Nightcrawler one. Cause it looks awesome. And I hope to God, it's not a tie into something else. <laughs> See, that, that's, that's why now you go indie, indie comics because it, you get a little, a fresh breath of air. You're like, okay. Uh, like, there's no there's not that much of a tie-in there may be like hey like you know like you bring up a different comic in your books or something right but it's not like oh you gotta buy yeah 15 issues to get to this and to understand you know, what yeah. the People kept asking me, they're like, so are your books gonna like cross over in a big mega event? And I was like, one, I can't afford to make that. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. I was like two no, I was like, because my Western and like my small town horror and like my weird Lucha Libre guy, I was like, if they ever met each other, it, it would be the worst time for all of them. I was like, I can't do this. And they're like, but you could do like they show up in each other. I was like, no, there's references and everything. Yeah. Because I think it's funny. I was like, but that's as far as I go is like the poster in the background will be of one of my comics for another book. 
I was like, right. but I I can't do it. Because <laughs> like I'm I know in uh, I know so one of the, one of the books that just came out was uh, Americana. And, yeah. Uh, what's it called? I in there it does reference Lockjaw. Yeah. And like I did really like that. I was like, oh okay, cool. That's <laughs> it, it's like a small reference, but at the same time, it was like, oh. Okay, cool. Like that's that's cool. You know, it's for it's, those it's, that pay it's, attention. Yeah, it's kind of connecting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so. I was like that, that. That was pretty cool. Like I really did. I really did like that. I'm glad you picked. I got you. Like people got the reference of it because, like, uh, it's even kind of a spoiler for like what happens later on in Lockjaw when I wrote it. But I was like, oh, by the time this book comes out, I should be there. I'm not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so i was like it's fine by the time it gets there people will have forgotten what happened but uh one of the artists did a spin-off for our lucha forever story mm-hmm. about the wrestler yorona that shows up and like briefly but in the crowd i was like scanning through the art because he was like hey look at it tell me what you think i like zoomed in the background and i was like oh there's the guys from like cinema muerte in the crowd uh-huh. I was like, well, that's cool. So, like, I messaged him. I was like, yeah, it's awesome. He's like, keep looking. And then there's like Lockjaw in the upper corner and stuff. I was like, <laughs> I was like all right, that's hilarious. Cause I didn't know looking at it. I was like, I had to scan it. So, I was like, if someone picks it up and then they see the other ones, they'll they'll think it's funny that it's there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like, uh, I know Americana just, it, it just released, right? Yeah. So, we had it in time for Fan Expo, but it literally came out on friday of fan expo i ordered it like the week before but it's like all in the span of two weeks i got it colored lettered and out the door so i was like pulling out my hair and trying to get it out there because i love that story so i was trying to like move it as much as i could and i was like this is a big show i'll have it because if people like horror like i have some horror stuff in my other ones like cinema and all that Mm -hmm. but i didn't have anything that was like hey if you if you're serious about horror this is the book and that's what cinema or Americana is going to be. So like I had it finally and I was like giving it to people. But then everyone was like, oh, it sounds real serious. Like, what do you have? That's funny. And I was like, cinema Marte, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, a cool story. So uh, one of my buddies moved to L.A. and he kept sending people that he knew that was at the con to my table. Like somebody would come up to me and they'd be like, oh, Chris sent me and he wanted me to say hi. And then they would like pick something <laughs> up or whatever. Uh, but one girl stopped and she looked because we have an evil dead variant for the uh, cinema Morte number one. And yeah, she's like, Sam Raimi's here. And I was like, yeah, Sam Raimi's here. I can't afford to meet him. And what I'm going to be like, <laughs> hey, I ripped you off. <laughs> and she's like, no, he think it's funny. And I was like, no, he'd call his lawyer. Like, I'm not do it. And she was like, I'm his line manager. I flew in with him. I know him. She's oh. like, he think this is funny come with me and i was like no 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 i was like it's fine and then she was like 2 30 go to the line and i was like all right so like 2 30 comes i'm holding my comics i'm like all nervous and like sweating there's a kid in front of me with like a huge spider-man poster like waiting to get signed and she's like go stand behind that kid and then uh like go right after him so i'm like i'm i'm nervous like can i just give it to you and just give it to him and i don't have to like talk to him she's like she so she stands next to me her name was like Christy, and she was just telling me like how cool he is, how awesome he is. And the whole time I'm like trying not to breathe because I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I could get sued, right? Because like oh. I'm making Evil Dead references even in the comics. So I was like, all right, well, just like tell him you love his work. I was like, because I do, but like compliment him so he doesn't get mad. So I go up, <laughs> shakes my hand. He's like, what do you got? 
So I show him like the variant and then I show him in issue two where we make Sam Raimi jokes and he just starts laughing. He's like, oh, that's really cool. And he keeps like shaking my hand and I'm like about to pass out. And she's like, he knows Chris, too. And Sam Raimi looks at me and he was just like, Chris is a cool guy. And I was like, uh, so like, <laughs> I, I like have like an out of body experience. I'm like walking through the con trying to find my table. I'm like calling my friend, Chris. I'm like, answer your fucking phone. Where are you? <laughs> the show floor closes. It's like six o'clock. Chris never got back to me, but I'm like smiling, telling everyone that comes by like Sam Raimi said, this is cool. Like, <laughs> and then uh, Chris calls me back. And he was like, hey, what happened? And I tell him the story. He's like, ah, nice. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you knew? He was like, well, I sent her to your table. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so now I owe him, like, my next child and stuff. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, yeah. That is cool, man. See, now, now you could actually put that in, uh, whenever you want to market the comic. Like, approve. Hey, quotes. You yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> how like game informer they used to oh do that. yeah like they, <laughs> when they put in quotes like under it sam remy <laughs> yeah. well, uh, i was at uh columbus ohio for a convention and like i was on the phone because i took scott snyder's writing class so mm -hmm. part of it's like you get a one-on-one -on -one pitch with him and he had read the first cinema muerte and he was like it's really fun it's kind of scary but it's he's like it's a fun good comic book and he just told that to me on like the phone. And I was like, is there any way like I can record you saying that one more time so I could stop people at the table? And he just kind of laughed and left <laughs> alone. But I was like, dead serious. So like, <laughs> I tell my wife the story because she's like five feet from me, but she's she doesn't care what's going on. So we get to the table and there's a guy in a Batman shirt. And I'm like, I have to hard sell him because the guy's like just sticking me around. And my wife looks up and she's like, Scott Snyder was on the phone with him earlier and he said that it was cool. And he's like, well, if he said it was cool. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've been here for 15 minutes, dude. Like you've read <laughs> half of it. <laughs> yeah. It's approved by Sam Ramy and, and by, uh, what's it called? By Scott Snyder. See? Yeah. There you go. So I got to get a little plaque. Like a game for there. There's one. Yeah. There's two. See, there you go. Yeah. Then Geek Studios endorsed. Yeah, Geek endorsed. I, I need your little label. I'm gonna put it on like the inside of your logo and be like, yeah, uh -huh. see? see, there you go. See, you put that. Uh, you, you put uh, Chris also. I know Chris. You know. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times people would come up to me and be like, "Are you Johnny?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, why?" And they're like, "Chris sent me." I was like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> you asked. It depends on who asking. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> One was, uh, like, I knew it was his buddy, but, like, me and him never really communicated. Mm -hmm. And, like, the guy had a few drinks in him. So I was just, like, because I could see from a distance. I was, like, oh, I'm just not, not going to say hi. I'm going to avoid it. Right. Then he looks at me and, like, stares at me. I was, like, oh, he's trying to figure out who I am. So I gave him, like, the Mexican hello of, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, he comes up. He's, like, you're Johnny. And I was, like, yeah. And he's, like, grabbing all the books. And I was, like. <laughs> he's got like the cup in his hand i was like oh my man <laughs> yeah. but uh so real quick uh would you mind giving a description of what americana is yeah and you could even give a i would say you could give a description of uh for the people that are listening um like a little bit about cinema muerta the, the second issue i know sure. that one just dropped too yeah which 
phenomenal. Like we got a chance to read them. I will say this, like, like when I saw the poster for Americana, right? I was like, okay, I can't wait to see what's what's gonna happen with this one. It is not what I thought it was gonna be. I was like, oh crap. Cause I had again, I saw the poster. You make up your story in your head, like, oh, this is gonna be about like, you know, like monsters or like a whole bunch of like uh almost like uh, what's the one character Barack or from uh, Mortal Kombat? Baraka. 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 I was like, oh, yeah. it's gonna be something like that, right? But I was like, crap, it it was not what I thought it was. It was actually really good. I was like, I like where the story's going. Like, and I remember you did say that the main character was gonna be Chewie. Yeah. Or and I was like, okay, let, let's see how how that works. But it is a good story. So like, I really enjoyed the story, and I like how it ended in a cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh. So. Americana follows Chewie as he like moves through his grief and just kind of the type of things that would prey on the grieving is kind of how I describe it to people. It's also if people like Stephen King, if you like it or any of those kind of books, this is going to be up your alley because it's not just like monster, monster, monster. It's more of just like you don't know who to trust right. in it. Yeah. And that's kind of the feeling that it's meant for every adult you you see their motivation and you're just like well they can't be that bad and then in a lot of cases you're like oh they are they are <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and uh chewy we're gonna get to see kind of like grow through it as much as he can and like mm -hmm. he has his friend emma and stuff that's with him but uh it, it gets worse before it gets better and then today we actually got uh americana 1986 so it's still the story of the small town set in the 80s and we get to see history kind of repeat itself so the stuff we see in americana one mm -hmm. we see the beginning middle and end of it in one issue in that like 1986 thing mm -hmm. so it's going to kind of give the audience like a better idea of like holy shit like it can't be that bad things are going to get that bad uh yeah I like I really liked it because uh and I'm I'm not gonna try to give out too many spoilers, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a character, right, that's always around Chewy. And I was like, wait, is that? And then I was like, oh crap, it is that person that I thought it was. But at the same time, it looks it that character looks so like oh like loving, but yeah. then all of a sudden it looks so terrifying. I was like, Oh shit, is that good or bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, the context oh. of how you see them too. So right, like, yeah, what was he doing in the first time you see it versus the last time? And you're going to kind of see that metamorphosis happen with the other people around him. Because mm -hmm. like that last little meeting thing or whatever has a huge impact on who goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Man. And then uh, Cinema Muerte 2 is takes place like immediately after the first one. So it's them dealing with like the eviction notice and you see the John character just spiral into like this cocoon of like creativity where he's writing all of the script in one night where he knows he's going to make mistakes in it, but he is like, that's future me's problem, which has always been his fault. <laughs> and we're going to see that him trying to fix it on the fly. And then for Gwen, uh, Gwen's character in the first one, we see she's the first one to kind of get touched by this deity thing. Right. And now the deity's kind of locked into it. And we kind of 
the shift now isn't so much like, okay, they're just coming for the friend group for no reason. It's burrowing itself in. So what mm -hmm. should have been like a spider house, take them out as quickly as you can story is kind of digging in roots. And that's what I like about it is oh, we lost them. So this happened last time. His internet is really bad. Uh, okay. I don't, know, I don't know what internet he has. Like it just. It cut him out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so we're going to see it kind of take over the friend group in a different way. And then in three, it's going to kind of blow up. Mm. Yeah. Because it's. So I'll say this. Like, like I read the first American. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And reading the second one now. Uh, it's really cool, right? Because you get to see a little bit more of what's happening, the story develop. Uh, you know, you kind of what what do the what 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 do these deity or uh, what what does this person want and what they're doing to get get what they want? How they're how it's affecting the group, and it's like it's so cool because it's like oh crap, like what. At the same time, nobody has any clue what's going on, and everybody's just trying to make a movie. Yeah, I was like, that is fantastic, man! Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, and that's what I was thinking about it. So I feel like if it was a movie, it would start with the as it opened up. It would start with the thing. It was like, oh hey, that's me right there here. And you <laughs> wonder how I got here, and then it was go back and tell the story. But it was just like it just kept progressing. I'm like, oh wait, but how did we get back to this first point? Yeah, it's so for issue three, it dives in a lot more into the monsters just so I can answer those questions for people already. Yeah. Like what specifically do they want? And it's a lot of fun because it's not so much what people think. It's not like a world conquest thing. It's a very personal story about these two deities because they both disappear and reappear at the same time. And it's not by accident. Yeah. So, yeah. And then just, uh, how they're going to go about getting the thing that they want, which at one point it's the helm like we see like into, and then the book because of the evil dad references. So right. <laughs> you get to see that. Yeah. That was one of my favorite things I put in there too, was just like, Hey, we can't keep ripping off Sam Raimi. Like uh, we already stole the idea of a book of the dead. We got to cut it off there. And he was like, Oh yeah, but it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that like, <sighs> So I love I love the Evil Dead and like uh, I I love the um, the Evil Dead movies and the TV show right the uh, yeah like it was phenomenal TV show and it kind of gives off those vibes where it's like it's horror it's comedy uh, and I was like that's another reason why I could appreciate the comic and the story it's it's kind of like I think and I think I said this last time that last time you were here it's kind of like. Scooby Doo meets yes. uh, Evil Dead. Yeah, that's why and I put a van. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> originally it was going to be called the Mystery Machine too, and my wife was uh, like, "It's too on the nose. Like you got to stop." Because uh, the first version, <laughs> the very first version of Cinema Muerte had a talking cat that was was helping them out. That's why there's a cat in the first issue. Uh, but I went back and I rewrote it and I took out the dialogue. That's why there's just like a random cat for two or three pages because <laughs> it was meant to show up later and talk and like help them out. And I was like, how oh, Scooby-Doo am I getting? Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I took it out, but then I had this van and a weird cat 
So I was like, okay, <laughs> the cat's just a cat. We're just going to leave it there. It's a reference to a book that I like. The cat's just there. And then the van, I named it the Orca 2 because uh -huh. I love Jaws. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right, we're going to do that. And that'll be my homage to like a movie. And like yeah. there's a monster and Jaws, the shark or whatever. I was like, it fits. Yeah. <laughs> it, it fits. And it, it's crazy because there's so much. Like, like once you hear it, it's like there's a lot of uh, callbacks to a whole bunch of different uh, movies and series yeah. and and all this. And I think when you first read it, you may not like pick it up right away, unless you're one of those people that could just pick up these right, right from the like yeah. you know you start reading something. Like oh, this is from here, it, from there. You have to know. It's like okay, if I was in a mind of John, it's like everything. Every time I hit one of these codes, it's like oh, I immediately think about this first or these events. But a lot of it is just like, okay, what did you recognize in your own life? Like, for one, I would say the L and your finger and thumb and the L shape of your forehead. What's the first thing that you think of? Smash Mouth. Yeah, I think of Shrek. Shrek. Well, I mean, Smash Mouth was <laughs> yeah. from Shrek. Yeah, I mean, I know, but it, it's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, we all got this. We all heard the same <laughs> lines, but you think about it in different aspects. Right. I was because I'm sure people would think of uh, Fortnite. Or Greaseman, the soccer player, the the celebration. Oh yeah, the four. Uh, the emote. Yeah. See, I thought I, about the movie Mystery Men. Oh, because that, that song a, plays in that movie too. Yeah, that is a <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, 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 that is a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Hilarious movie. I just love the like the the whole bit of like oh I could turn invisible when nobody sees me. <laughs> like I thought that was the most hilarious shit. And he's like, I gotta close my eyes. Nobody can look at me. And everybody's like, then how the hell do you know you're invisible? <laughs> yeah. I just feel it like <laughs> Yeah. The movie oh, worked, right? It was so good. It was ahead of its time. It was hilarious, it but it was also really weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, it, it was weird, but it, it's a it's a really good movie. Uh but yeah, um, Going back to the comics, like I, I love the comics. I love uh, like again, Americana. Like it took me for a spin because I had one idea. It went a whole different different way, and I enjoyed the way it went. Right, like because I was like, yeah. okay, this is a way better than what I had in my head. Right, because I had no idea. Uh, and what's it called? Like, I really enjoy where the characters are going, and especially because, like you said, I don't know who's fully evil. And who's fully good, right? So I was just like, as you as you look at it, you're like, crap. Like, are the townspeople nice? Are they like, I don't know, man. But yeah, like I, I've been in that situation before too, where uh, all, all, like the whole town got together and they were like, hey, we should uh, maybe ask this person to move because when I was a young teenager, I was doing a lot of dumb stuff, and so. They were kind of trying to kick me out of the neighborhood. Are you serious? Yeah. How small was your town to get kicked out? <laughs> like <laughs> here in Chicago, dude. <laughs> oh well, you said yeah. It, it was my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. All right, that's right. Yeah. No, it's bro, not town. Like yeah. uh, maybe only when I lived in Mexico. Like that was, that was a small town. Yeah. If they're mad at you in Mexico, though, they'll tell you. I was only there for like a week when I was little, like doing stuff. And by the like last day, my like grandparents' neighbors were like, "Your grandson can go. Yeah. We've had enough." <laughs> and I was like, "All I've been doing is like 
kicking the ball at the wall and they're like yeah that's our kitchen i was like oh where one yeah. wall starts or one wall ends the other wall starts so it's like they're like this yeah so they're almost like townhomes like and everyone's there. real specific about where their spot ends and the next one begins. Oh my god! <laughs> There's, there is generational fights over that. Like my fence goes up to here. Like no, your fence goes up to, goes up to here. Like no, and generational fights, dude. Like yeah, I know because my family's still going through those generational fights over, the uh, house that my grandpa had where the fence ended. And I was like, you know, it's only like about a foot, right? Like. But it's the principle. I'm like, it's a foot, you know? Yeah. Like, That's, we have that same thing going on. And like, mom gets a call every week from my grandpa in Mexico. Yeah. And he is just like, we had the perritos come and they were measuring. And it's just like an excavator, not an excavator, the guys that have like the pole where they see like the lines or whatever. Yeah. And he's constantly redrawing the boundary lines. And I was like, how often do you have to do this? The line's not moving. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> But then we have to get it certified by a judge, and then the judge has to get it notarized, and then they get it notarized, and then it's in stone. I was like, I'm a notary here. It's not that serious. Like, on top of all my other jobs, I'm a notary. I was like, you can do it. I was like, it's super easy, guys. Like, you just fucking, you see the line, and that's the line. And she's like, it's not that easy there. It's not that easy. I was like, oh, okay. And then you see what the land is, and it's just like a house. A uh, very small little parking spot, a car that doesn't work, but it's been there so long it's part of the family. It's yeah. in the well. <laughs> yeah. And a dog that's a stray, but we took him in, so now he's ours. Yeah. 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 That's how it is. And I'm just hot ass the glass water bottles out front that we can't throw away. And <laughs> I don't know why. Because you got to return them. You got, yeah, you got to return them, but they don't come pick them up because they cancel yeah, the they water don't. service. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be in the next Americana. I'm going to call it like Mexicana. And it's just going to be Chewy in Mexico upset. <laughs> with with that, the dogs the dogs in the roof. Oh, um, yeah. The One bottles. rooster yeah. waking everybody up. Like and, and all the way in the top of the, the top of the houses and the walls, like they would have, they would put those, those uh, glass bottles and they yeah. break them. So that's their anti-theft. Like that way nobody goes, climbs over. Yeah. Um, that's that's also a huge thing over there, and like, but yeah, I, again, I, I'm just waiting for the comic of John having of a person having like ten jobs, like <laughs> I'm working like, on. I, <laughs> I mean, like, how many jobs do you have? Funeral director, uh-huh. anatomical embalmer, uh, comic books, wedding photographer, notary. Yeah, five, five jobs. Shit. I have one, and I'm like, I one Definitely. is enough. <laughs> one is enough. Like... One is too many. Yeah, I just don't sleep. And then, like, I try to like do one job really well, and then, like today, I was at work. I'm doing like my first job. I'm just sitting there on the computer. And then I was like, ooh, a story about hot rods. And I'm like Googling hot rods and stuff. I wrote a whole script and I sent it to the artist today. And I was just. (laughs) (laughs) 
And he was just like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I could see this. I was like, great. And he's like, how many issues? And I was like, let's start with one. And if people <laughs> like it, we we finished the whole run. I was like, maybe three issues. But it's called The Devil and Juanito. And it starts with like a car, like a car blows up. And the, the guy we think is going to be the main character dies in the car crash. But then we follow his girlfriend. And it's like a tale of her rebuilding that car and getting revenge on the other drivers but never leaving the hot rod. So she's like bandaged her face. So that way they think it's him, it's him. and she's oh. hunting him. But while she's hunting the other drivers, something is hunting her. And it's just, I wrote it today. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I wrote it today. I'm it not mad at the moment. I'm already right? intrigued though. Yeah, that was right? me. Cause that, like I finished writing it and I was like, Oh, this is cool. Where does it go? And I was like, yeah, that's the question I got to ask myself before I'm I'm done this week. It's like, where does it go? I got to write it and I got to turn it in. And then I enter. There's a short story. Like uh, there's a writer named Colin Bunn who does a lot of comics, but he started writing books of short stories, but he's bringing in other authors. So he asked me to do one and it's supposed to be like a big 80s action story, but horror. So I was like, I got it. I've been sitting on it. It's due next month. And I have like the opening sequence, like the first 30 words or whatever. And I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta finish this. <laughs> you know, when like you're a kid and you have like a school project due the next day, and then you're like, oh, I need glue. That's how yeah. I feel, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, all right, my project's due in the morning. Oh, I need to stay. Yeah. I need to yeah. print this. That, that <laughs> reminds me of somebody, and I won't say any names, somebody that had to create a tagging strategy for his whole organization. Had months to do it. Um, and what's it called? Calls me like, hey, I got to do this in three days because I've just been messing around. And in three days, I got to come up with a tagging strategy for the whole organization. I was like, wow. I'm like, I know over here where I work, we've been trying to come up with a tagging strategy. And it, it's like meeting after meeting after meeting. But it's like little by little, it starts starting to get done. Nah, bro. I fucked up. I got three days. <laughs> and I'm like, that's going to be an interesting tag strategy. Very but, interesting. So did he get it done? I'm sorry. Oh, did yeah. they? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. He got it done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right on time. I do I'm, my I'm, best work under pressure, though. Like, I agree. This yeah. procrastination is. So I, I I think I've been saying this for years. And I, and I stand on this wholeheartedly. Procrastination is a disease. It's yeah. a medical. Yeah. We need attention. Like I cannot avoid procrastinate. Like there's I, no yeah, matter. Yeah. I cannot not procrastinate. And it's sad. It's literally. I've tried my best. I really want to give as much effort as I can to projects sometimes, but it's just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can do this in a day. But I got a week, so I'll just spend six days doing what I want to and give you what you want in that day. I can't say shit. Like, I, like, <laughs> I, I have to meet with, um, so since I work for a financial institution, even though I work in, in uh, BT, like in, in, uh, in IT, the IT realm, it's still a financial institution, so they're always, we're always getting regulators and auditors coming in and, you know, checking all, their, all our stuff. So I have to do uh, this PCI call 
uh, where I have to show all my mid servers and the the process and all the documentation, right? It was like it was supposed to be in August, right? They told me like, "Hey, Miguel, remember it's in August? Cool, it's August twenty second. I have not done it, right?" And I was like, "You know what? At the same time, I have not gotten a message like it's due. It's due this day, right?" <laughs> but I know it's due in August. So I was like, "Any moment now, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get an email like, um, like for an invitation to a meeting within two days." So I was yeah. like, "Crap!" So I had to reach out, and they're like, "Oh." Don't worry about it. We moved it to October. I was like, cool. So now I get to mess around for a whole month <laughs> and a half before I have to actually deal with it and create this documentation, which I mean, it's not bad, right? Like, if I get it wrong, it's just, you know, they'll probably charge the company a few, what, thousand, maybe. And maybe you see, million, you know, <laughs> that's the problem with procrastination is we don't get enough consequence to make us not procrastinate. Because if we had consequence, because we execute at such a high level that even when we procrastinate, we give it, we give them this stuff then that we did in five minutes, but it's just done so well. They're like, oh, it took you the entire month. This is beautiful. It's great. Yeah. We don't have any consequence. And I feel like that does not help. <laughs> I just want to say a shout out to my boy ChatGPT for coming in clutch. Uh, no, I, 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 type, I type in all this <laughs> stuff because I'm horrible at business lingo, right? horrible at that and i type it into chat gpt i'm like say the like you know i'm gonna write something and write it in a business uh format so it creates it creates the like the very nice lucrative words and stuff that people like i was like cool so i i copy it and i send it over and everybody's like wow miguel like it's so amazing like oh like yeah like you know like you know, like I read like your vocabulary, and I was like, "Oh, thank you." I can't even pronounce some of those words, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I can't pronounce some of those words because I had to. I had to read one, and I was just like, "Oh crap!" Right? Yeah. So that's. Uh, somebody sent me a script. Uh, they were like walking around the convention. They're like, "I got this idea for a comic," and I was like, "I'll only read like the first six pages, so that way you can't say I ripped off your idea." I was like, send it to me. So then I like two days later, I got it. And I'm like flipping through it. And I was like, yeah, this is like a chat GPT thing. I was like, Cause no one talks like this. And I, I had to respond with it. I was like, there's a problem with your dialogue. I was like, no one sounds like that. And they're like, I talk like that. I was like, no, you don't. I was like, I, was like, I met you. We talk, dude. Like, you don't, you don't sound like that. That's not you. But everyone, yeah. And there was a lot of that too at the convention, which was weird. Like people would come up to me with their portfolio Mm -hmm. And like start like pitching stuff to me, and I was just like, dude, like, why are you giving this to me? I'm just like a guy, and they're like, well, <laughs> like you're making stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, that's true. I was, like, oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let me see it. So I'm like looking at, it. I was like, oh, great line work or whatever. Like this is awesome. I was like, do you have any like completed books? They're like, no, it's too hard to finish a comic. And I was like closing it all angry. Write something and finish it, and then come back and talk to me. I was like, "You finish it. That's all that matters." And they're like, "Well, it's not easy." And I was like, "I did this in a year. <laughs> in a year, look at how much I've done." Yeah, hey. it was like that Tony yeah. Stark argument thing. Like Tony Stark built this in a cave. I was like, I sat in my like little office, <laughs> and all I knew was he was a cowboy, but he had a guitar, and that's all I had. <laughs> And now I'm here writing sad stories about kids and 
monsters in the house, like forests and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but it's phenomenal. Like I, I, I gotta say, like the amount of books and material that you've pushed out in a year is insane. I think it's definitely something that probably other comic book artists are probably like astonished, especially being like, oh, you know, it's it's you writing all of these, right? It'd be different yeah. if it's like, hey, it's my company. I have like eight writers. I have, yeah. you know, like these people under my staff. We're pumping these numbers. But for it just being you and your and your artists, it's... Bro, it's phenomenal. Like we we can't even make a game, uh, which is it's due in November, Ernest. <laughs> the video game we have to do is due in November. I just want to say this. Um October 31st, right you'll get it. <laughs> I'm not even saying that. <laughs> I've been open and free to work on this game. I've as actual storyline. That's all I'm like, give me a storyline. Writer, our writer is we need a writer. Because I'm around. like, I'm here and I, I, I need a storyline to code. I can't code. Without a storyline. At this point, I'm just gonna have to create it, bro. Because so my daughter wants to be a writer, so we're like, all right, you create the story. <laughs> but she's like, oh, what is the story about? I'm like, it's very simple. A, whatever you want. <laughs> it's literally whatever you want. It's gonna be at a convention where it's like, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, you know, role playing kind of stuff, you know, like comic book kind of stuff. Said, but like what I'm like it could be whatever you want you know like it is so the whole game is going to be a decision based game and it's going to be a text game right uh with some images and stuff but that's about it right it's so it's kind of like or- Oregon Trails meets Dungeons yeah. and Dragons kind of stuff so that's that's the idea I'm like you could write whatever you want whatever you wrote whatever you write that's what we're going to go with Yes. Oh, I can code it, no problem. We've done it before. <laughs> it's simple. I just need a story to write. I mean, to code. I got you. I, 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 I'll, I'll come up with something, and I'll send it to you, and then you're gonna send it back. Like, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what you gotta do is just ground your daughter and be like, you're not ungrounded. So that's where's my story? <laughs> Walk around like J. Jonah Jameson and be like, where's my yeah. I'm start Where is Spider-Man? Yeah. <laughs> also, she's our manager, by the way. She is the Geek Studios manager. Bro, can we just fire her? Like, no. <laughs> she's been our manager for years now. Well, like when we when we first came out, you know, when we were first doing the podcast going going on conventions. She would go around telling all the comic book uh, people, right? Like, she would go up to the booths, so like, "Hi, my name is Cheekies. I am the manager of Geek Studios. Uh, they want to do an interview." <laughs> she was like six, seven, going around to people like, "Oh, no, not even because we haven't been out that long." Maybe she was about like ten. I would say definitely older. Yeah, about, about ten, ten, eleven. But yeah, she would go around like, uh, "I'm the manager." Um, Geek store is gonna come, you know, blah blah this, blah blah that. So but I would get up to the table, and I was like, "Oh hi," you know, like I had a Geek Studio shirt. They're like, "Oh hi," so are you are you ready to do the interview? And I was like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "What interview?" Oh yeah, your manager came and told us that you were know, at the uh, interview, and I was like, "My manager? Who the hell is my manager?" Right? So they're like, "Oh, uh, cheeky." They're like, "Oh my god." I'm like, oh, that's 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 my daughter. They're like, "Oh yeah, she she came. She gave me a business card." I was like business card <laughs> so it, i had printed business cards like you know years ago right and with uh a white marker 
she just wrote Chiki's on the, the back of it, right? Because <laughs> the back was black. So it's like it's all of information in the front, scratched off like you know, like um, like my name, it just wrote her name in the back. That was her <laughs> card, and she was yeah. handing out to people, and I was like, Okay, okay, I guess. So ever <laughs> since then, we I'm it. the manager. I'm she's I'm been the manager, the manager. years. She was the manager when I came on. She technically <laughs> hired me on. Oh, wait, let me rephrase. Miguel brought me on and she approved of him bringing me on. (laughs) There was a cool moment at the con. There was a a guy came up to me talking about the comics or whatever. He was like super excited. I was like, cool. And he's like, can I do like a little Q&A with you? And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. And his son steps out from behind him. The son's like maybe eight years old. And the dad gives me like a lav to hold to talk into Uh and gives the son the camera. Like his phone is the camera. So the son takes like a power stance and like holds the camera up to like do it. But you could tell it's like not his first rodeo. Like the uh, dad taking him from table to table and the kids like already got it down. So I see the kid like zooming in on me as I'm talking. And like the video editor in me is like, kid, tell me like where to help you. Like, where do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> the light here? And, but it was like super cool. Like they were just asking questions or whatever. I was like, but the family dynamic of that, like mm-hmm. going table to table, asking people to do interviews, I was like, like if I wasn't making stuff and it was just like I could I had time to like walk with my kid, I was like, I would definitely be doing that. Just like let me ask you some questions and like give it to my son to hold it. Yeah. 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 Like so we we did that. Um, but she which it worked out perfectly. Uh I'm a I am a introvert. I don't like if I if I was like if if I was to meet you in a in a convention, right? I would go up to you, talk to you. But if I was to interview you, it would be a very awkward interview. So we that's why we got the Pirate King now to do the interviews. Uh, <laughs> and before that, we had like we had a few people. So my daughter would be the one of those, one of the people that would step in and like, oh, I'll interview him. Like, cool. I'm fine with that. And I would write like questions for her to ask. Yeah. And she would ask the questions and stuff like that. And I was like, oh. And for some reason, everybody everybody seemed to enjoy more her interviewing them than me. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's just keep it going. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. But yeah. But yeah, uh, so just wanted to say, John, uh, once again, the comics are great. I know we're like we are way over time, but it, it's <laughs> it's crazy. It's easy to get lost in uh conversation with you because it's just you're just one of the guys. Yeah. You're one of the guys, one of the crew. Like we enjoy having you. Uh once again, for everybody that's listening. Uh, you could go to uh, Avinia Comics, um, buy all the comics online, like uh, digital or the print, right? If, yeah, if you're, we have if digital you're like and me, physical there. If you're like me, you'll go for the print. I like physical holding, right? So I just want to uh, say this real quick, and I know we're wrapping up. I used to have to introduce Miguel quite a bit, and one of my favorite things to say was <laughs> it was always about, oh, this is Miguel. I, I used to always have an adjective to go with his name. Um, one of my favorites was magnanimous. Miguel. Magnanimous. I'm like, what the, fuck, what the fuck does that mean, right? It's like, so but, it's like company CIOs, company VPs are coming up, you know, and he's like, I want to introduce you to the magnanimous Miguel Guerrero. And they're like, look at me. Oh, wow. That's a big word. Right. And I'm just like, I, what the hell do I say? I'm like, oh, hi. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but I always, but when added that, cause you know, it speaks to his person. I'm like, 
he's the person who has a comic book collection over 3,000 or 4,000 books strong. And I always, I always changed up the number because it was just whatever I felt like that day. Like, I feel like he genuinely has about a good 4,500 comic books. But I was like, ah, whatever I feel like today. You know what? Today you got a sick, you got 10,000 comic books, <laughs> which is <laughs> clearly how I came onto the podcast. <laughs> but it's like, he is truly a collector of comic books. He has to have the paper copies. He has totes of comic books in his room. And I'm yes, telling the, it all. The comic book boxes, yeah, like those long, the <laughs> the long, long boxes. Yeah. yeah, the long boxes. I have like, I think it's like eight or ten of them just stacked up on top of each other. Um, yeah, It's very hard to organize. I will say yeah. this. It is so hard, especially I tried doing alphabetically. You know how hard it is to do this alphabetically? You got to take <laughs> everything out. Like yep. A's are here. And then, like, oh, where do I put the the, the R's? Like, in my head is like, all right, I'll put them in this box, right? Yeah. And then next, you know, it's like, oh shit, I gotta move the R's over here because now, like, it's overfilling, or you know, <laughs> who knew I didn't have that many, any that many like Q's to P's, right? Yeah. And, and you start to see which runs you've had the longest, and you're just like, this is insane, because like, well, now there's tie-ins, so like. I yeah. got to do all my infinite crisis together and that's going to go under I, but that's going to mess up like invincible. Cause now it looks like yeah. I got 30,000 invincible, but I don't. Right. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. All problems. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard, right? It, it's hard. Yeah. Um, uh, but eventually we'll come up with a system. Maybe, maybe we'll make an app to track all the comics. Uh, Cause it's, it's yeah. not easy, but, but yeah. Um, but yeah, once again, uh, for everybody that's listening, definitely buy the com- definitely buy the mm-hmm. comics. Uh, like what I would advise for those people that are coming in new. Now I could tell you guys I recommend these books, but if you're like you know what, fuck you, Miguel, we don't trust you. you they could always get the digital one, and from there I'm sure they're gonna be like you know what, yeah, I want the physical one because I want to have this because if you if you see John at a con, he'll sign it for you. Yes, which is always a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which I, I have to that, see. That's one of the reasons I've been wanting to go to Kong where you're at, so I could take everything and just have you sign a it, even stack though like this, it's a stack <laughs> like this, walking up to you. But I feel like that would probably feel amazing. Yeah, like, that would be great. What now? What you don't know is he did sign some of them for me already. Yeah, when I shipped ah, them out, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I, I got the I got them pre signed, and I get to I get to sign, um. Like some of the newer ones, you know. Yeah. See, that's how it works out. <laughs> Big brain. All right, we playing chess, not checkers. I see you there, Big Papa. <laughs> I don't know how to play chess. I don't know how to play chess. I just know how to play checkers, dude. <laughs> I never learned how to play chess. Uh, but I did learn a loophole. If you ever want to impress somebody playing chess, do it do it uh, digitally, right? Like uh, over the computer, and open up two browsers. Open up one versus the versus the computer, and open one against against your friend or the person you're trying to play against. And the one in the computer have the computer go first, and then <laughs> all you gotta do is just do what the computer is doing. So you beat uh, the person. <laughs> it's a good solid. idea. That's solid. I'm telling yeah. you, that, that's that that's gonna work for like maybe one out of ten times. Yeah. No, it, it'll work because you do whatever the other person is doing. 
what if <laughs> okay <laughs> if, if once you think about it it works yeah. but you it don't works. know how to do it. you don't know how to play it but yeah, uh, yeah so uh, i just want to say thank you so much john for being on the episode once again uh uh where can people follow you where can people uh find your find your comics yeah so we're at avina comics on instagram uh, we're also on Facebook as Avina Comics and then uh, Uh We're there. And then that's where you can go to buy all the comics, digital or physical. Okay. And what are the next conventions for you? Uh, G-Con in September. Uh, we're also going to be at Days of the Dead in November. And we're going to be going. So we have Days of the Dead. We have Galaxy Con in Columbus. Okay. We're going to be back there. And then we have... Uh, Twin Cities Con in Minnesota. Ooh, November okay. and December, we got a ton of shows. So, I know a few people in Minnesota. I'll send them over your way. Perfect. Like I'll be like, hey, uh, go check out these guys. Like, they're I don't even know the read comments, <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell them. I work yeah. with them, so if, if they want something done, they'll have to go get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, hey, do you really want? Do you really want me to fix your your uh, your problem in production? Yeah. All right. Send me a picture of you holding the comic that's signed. <laughs> not even signed, not, just with you nothing. at the table. Next. Oh, yeah. at the ta- imagine, like, hey, John, uh, can you hold this comic? Yeah, I need to take take this proof that I was here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Miguel sent you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, thank you so much, Sean. Uh, thank you. Guys for once again, me. anytime you want to jump on, yes, you could just feel free. Jump on anytime. If you're like, you know what, I want, I want to, I want the whole podcast for myself. Me and Ernest will just let you have the whole podcast for yourself. <laughs> I okay. do have a pirate comic. We just posted the first panel of it, but I have a whole high seas adventure comic coming out. <laughs> so when that comes out, hopefully in November, I'll be back. Okay, and yeah. er- Ernest will dress up like a pirate for you. Perfect. See? There enough. you go. All right, we'll do shanties. <laughs> I love it. We'll all dress up like pirates. There you go. How about that? There you go. Yes. All right. But yeah, uh, thank you so much, John. Um, and for those listening, uh, definitely check out check out John's comics. Uh, make sure you follow him on all social media. Make sure you follow us on all social media. Just go to geekstudios.com. All the information is there. Um, and that is that would be a wrap for us. Until uh, next time. Thank you, everybody, and we will see you next time. Peace, love, and happiness.